I've, all day here, we want to welcome our online audience all over the world. Welcome to new season. All day here, we've been having God encounters since this morning's service. We just had a Holy Spirit encounter. Matter of fact, our nine o'clock service was graciously and divinely interrupted by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, we weren't able to preach a sermon. It was one point God showed up and said, I got this. And, and just unbelievable. And I just sense, I sense Holy Spirit all over this place. I sense God's presence. There's the Spirit, when the Spirit of God arrives, when the Spirit of the living God, when it's the Holy Spirit, it's this thing, it's not even a dichotomy. He both convicts and comforts. And it's not like either or, it's both. And God is here. And He's here right now. And I just sense God just giving you strength, lifting up hands, convicting to make sure that we line up according to God's purpose, comforting. As a matter of fact, I dare you lift up your hands and say, just do your thing. No, I'm like for reals. I dare you lift up your hands and go like, just do your thing. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Before you're seated, I want you to turn around and tell three people, two of them that you want to communicate with and the one that doesn't want you to talk to them. Look at three people and tell them, he got this. Do that right now. Go ahead. He got this. He got this. He got this. He got this. Come on, give the Lord a praise offering here. Brilliant. You may be seated. Last week we began a series, Post-Resurrection on Behind Closed Doors. What takes place behind closed doors? The beauty of what takes place behind closed doors. The foundational premise emerges from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter. Jesus finds his disciples and has an encounter with them behind closed doors. We talked last week about this continual obsession of God open doors. But what happens with the doors open is completely related to what takes place in our lives when the doors are closed. It is this transactional, and it is transactional, by the way, what Christ did on the cross. He paid the price. That's a transaction. His transaction led to our transformation. That's the truth. A transactional reality that led to a transformational outcome. That's the reality of the cross. But there are people that are really, I want to change the world when you're not willing to be changed behind closed doors. So before the doors open up, post upper room and go out there and preach the gospel and change the world, there are things that have to happen behind closed doors. Your private encounter will lead to your public elevation. Let's say that one more time for the hearing impaired. Your private encounter with the risen Christ will lead to your public elevation. Matter of fact, I'm going to title this right now, that private encounter, public elevation. And I need you to, to look at someone one more time. You may not look at them for the rest of the service. They may not even look back at you. I need you to look at someone and tell them, I'm about to go public. Look at your other neighbor, tell them, I'm about to go public. Which means that you've been, this is, for, this is only for people who privately, you've been fighting privately. You've been praying privately. You've been praising privately. You've been worshiping privately. You've been prophesying privately. Some of you have gone so private, you lay hands on yourself privately. I want you to get ready 
because you are about to go public. Your praise is about to go public. Your favor is about to go public. Your anointing is about to go public. Your destiny is about to go public. Are you with me right now? Somebody shout, I'm about to go public. You have no idea what you just said. You're about to have your red carpet experience. You're about to go through your premiere. You're about to go public. But it begins behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. You have to be changed here before you change the world out here. So last week we, we showed you how what this encounter looked like and what it means to you and I. First thing, John chapter 20. And he showed them the wounds of his hands, verse 20, and his side. And they were overjoyed to see the Lord with their own eyes. It's very powerful. And Jesus repeated his greeting again, verse 21, and told them peace again. He reiterated this thing, peace, twice. And then after saying peace twice, he goes, he breathed on them. That's holy Listerine, baby. That's holy Listerine. You can't beat that. He breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. I want you to hear me. Behind closed doors, this is it. This is the things that we learn. Jesus, number one, we alluded to this last week. He walks in with wounds and right here, the stripe, the, the, the piercing of his side. And he is demonstrating the fact that, he, that your wounds and your stripes do not impede you from stepping into your place of destiny. Let's say that one more time. If you've been wounded in your past, raise one hand. If you've been wounded more than once, raise both hands. If you've been wounded so much, if you Google the word wound, you show up. Raise both hands and a foot. I want you to know that the wounds of your past will not deter you entering into your place of destiny. I'm going to say that one more time. I don't care how wounded you've been in the past, be it self-inflicted or externally. I don't care what wounded you, but these wounds will not hold you back from stepping into your... I'm going to say that one more time for somebody. In fact, let me repeat it. Your wounds will not stop you. Your wounds will not stop you. Your wounds will not stop you. you because these wounds have been dealt with at the cross through the power of Jesus. So he demonstrated... That when you have resurrection power, the wounds and the stripes of your past will not deter you from stepping into your place of destiny. We know we have the same spirit of Jesus. We referenced that last week. But then this idea that he demonstrated, he looked at them, peace, and then he goes, let me show you. And he showed them the wounds, and he showed them the side, the wounds and the side. Again, I want to reiterate, this is not Jesus coming in there moaning and complaining and whining and not starting a new hashtag movement. This is not Jesus saying, I'm a victim. Oh, look what they did to me. Let me repeat this. Jesus did not go in there going, ooh, look what they did to me. He went in there going, ooh, look what I did for you. Yeah. Yes, he went in there to show them not what he went through for the purpose of keeping some sort of whining negative story, but a victorious fulfillment of his purpose and destiny saying, I'm not here to show you see my wounds and you see my side. What I'm showing you is actually your forgiveness and your healing. 
I'm here to tell you you're forgiven and you are healed. And no, no, you didn't get this. Later on, verse 23, the Bible says that Jesus instructed them, you're going to go out there. Whoever you forgive will be forgiven. It's not that they forgive. What he's saying is the gospel of forgiveness that comes through the vicarious atoning work of Jesus will be preached by you. So you're going to go preach forgiveness and healing. You, you can't preach forgiveness if you haven't been forgiven. And you can't preach, you can't lay hands on the sick and heal them unless you experience healing. So Jesus privately says, privately, I'm going to show you. Behind closed doors, I'm going to show you. You've been forgiven and you've been healed. Now that you've been forgiven and healed, go forgive and go heal. I'm here to tell you, you have, there's great news for you. You've been forgiven and you've been healed. I'm going to prophesy now. Because you've been forgiven and you've been healed, I want you to get ready. The doors are about to open up and you're going to show the forgiveness of Jesus and you're going to demonstrate and exercise the healing power of Jesus to a very broken world. Somebody say, I've been forgiven. Say, you're like, you believe it, man. The greatest thing you could experience in life is the redemptive, forgiving work of Christ. I mean, if you really have been forgiven, raise one hand. I've been forgiven. Oh, you sounded like eating. You're like, you're not even sure of it. If you've been washed by the blood of Jesus, raise one hand. If you've been really washed, raise both hands. I want you to repeat after me. I have been forgiven. And I've been healed. Say it like the say it and get the enemy angry. Say, I've been forgiven and I've been healed. Therefore, now there is no condemnation. You have no idea, you are the most dangerous people on the planet. You've been forgiven and you've been healed by the stripes of Christ, first Peter 2:24. It is that forgiveness. Jesus shows them the wounds and the side, the forgiveness and the healing. And that's, listen, then he ends up and he looks at him and says, peace, not just once, but twice. Twice. Oh, boy. Twice. Twice. Jesus repeated peace. Peace. How many are ready for a double portion of shalom? Amen. Jesus shows them, here are the wounds, here's the side, and I love the message. Walk, close doors, let me show you. I went through this, and yet I'm here. Y'all need to look at people around you and tell them, I've been through this, and yet I'm here. You got to show up. Show somebody, I'm here. Tell somebody next to you, I'm still here. Oh, tell them like you've been through something, yet you're still here. Say, say, I'm here. Every time you praise, you're saying, I'm here. Every time you lift up your hands, you're saying, I am here. Every time you shout unto God with the voice of triumph, you're saying, I am here. Every time you worship in spirit and in truth, you're saying, I am here. So then this is it. He says, peace. He says, peace. He says, peace. Not just one time. He says, peace. Twice. Behind closed doors, one, Jesus demonstrates that the wounds of your past will not deter you from stepping into the fulfillment of your destiny. One, the resurrection power. Two, he shows you that you've been forgiven and you've been healed. So you can go forgive and heal. The third thing is you get a double portion of shalom. He says peace twice. Peace. How many are ready for double portion of shalom? Peace. How many need peace? How many ever been through a moment in life that the only thing that could have like, calmed things down was supernatural peace? 
How many have ever been through a moment in life where you went through something very serious and it, it discombobulated your reality? And then you, even the people around you who you love, they try to comfort you and it didn't work. But the only thing that actually worked was supernatural peace from heaven. How many have felt peace in the midst of a crazy storm? Let me show you something about peace. This past Thursday, I had the privilege by the grace of holy God to, to be invited to keynote to speak, to preach in Congress in Statutory Hall for the National Day of Prayer. My friend Ronnie Floyd, who's an amazing Southern Baptist leader, uh, graciously invited me for the second year in a row to speak. And, and I spoke, and after I spoke, I sat down. And when I sat down, I learned that, that I was there more to receive than to give. Because when I sat down, a, another pastor came up, the speakers. By the way, I preached, we each had five minutes to preach. Pastor Sam preached a sermon in five minutes. I don't know why you laugh. The laughing part bothers me because it means you don't think that your pastor can deliver a preaching in five minutes. I know what some of y'all thinking. I hope he does that every Sunday. It's not right. It's just not right. Peace. So, so true story. Five minutes. I actually landed four minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Put the mic down and walked away. So I sat down and then I received. Then and then it rocked me. Talk about peace. Now, this pastor comes up, and he, this pastor blew me away because there he is, Pastor Anthony. Uh, he speaks after me. Jack me up. Jack me up is a theological term for jack me straight up. <laughs> messed me up. I'm in the front row on Daystar and God TV Live. Some of y'all saw it, and I was all jacked up, messed up. Because he comes up there for the first three and a half minutes. He was, um, he's, I, the whole topic was love, love. So he was saying, love, forgiveness, and peace, they're all connected. You can't have peace if you don't have love, and you can't have peace if you don't forgive. And um, it was good, you know, good out. I'm going, okay, okay. Nothing really major, okay. Three and a half minutes into it, the guy, you know, he just drops the bomb. He goes, yeah, three and a half minutes. He's about to land. I'm looking at his counter. He's going to land in a minute, you know. And, and, and I'm thinking he's going to land. And he goes like, yeah, because let me tell you why. 2015 at Emmanuel AME Church in South Carolina, my wife was part of that prayer team that was praying in the name of Jesus. When a guy named Dylan Roof, a white supremacist, came in there and shot the house down and killed so many people. Guess who died? My wife died on that day. I'm a pastor. And my wife died. And then he says, yeah. And I thought I preached on it. I wrote on it. I, I would tell my church, peace, 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 forgive, forgive. That night the Holy Spirit hit me and said, are you willing to live now where you've been preaching for so long? And I said, you, gotta, you can't be asking me that question now. I just lost the love of my life. Myra, you're killing, you're killing me. And God said, this is it. Two days later, Dylan Roof went to the bond hearing. And I stepped into the courtroom. They said, anyone have anything to say? I lifted up my hand. I could have said anything. That man could have said right there. He could have said, I want something to say. You took my wife. I hope you burn in the lowest portion and part of hell. He could have said, I hope you pay the price. I hope they kill you. I hope there's capital punishment in South Carolina because you deserve it. He could have said you destroyed lives. You deserve no mercy. But when they asked, do you have any, does anyone have anything to say? He said, I got filled by heaven. I lifted up my hands. And I looked at him and said, Dylan Roof, I have something to tell you. I forgive you. Not only do I forgive you, but if you repent right now, 
and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you will be saved. My God, I don't know you're getting that. Ladies and gentlemen, this man took his wife and yet he preached. Why? Because he experienced behind closed doors the wounds of Jesus and the sight of Jesus. If Jesus forgave me, Jesus can forgive you. Are you getting this right now? There is no peace without love. There is no peace without forgiveness. Do you understand this? We have been forgiven so we can forgive. We have been healed so we can be healed. So I don't know what hell you've been through. What others have done to you. What you have done to yourself. You can't have peace without forgiveness. But I have great news. Forgiveness is in the house here today. Somebody shout like you've been forgiven. And praise like you've been forgiven. Lift up your hands if you've been forgiven. Lift up your hands right now. That forgiveness. He messed me up. Messed me up. He said, there's nothing that no one, that anyone can do to you that you care for. I forgave the worst. He took away my baby. And he said this. He said, he said, I had no peace until I forgave. I miss my wife to this day, but the perfect peace has never left me. I've been in peace ever since because I forgave. I want you to forgive whoever did you wrong. Forgive. Forgive those that condemned you. Forgive those that tried to hurt you. Forgive those that blamed you. Forgive those that try to stop your destiny. And there's one person you need to forgive likewise. Sometimes it's easier to forgive others and very difficult to forgive ourselves. You've been forgiven. Jesus said this, I forgive you. Now go forgive. If you receive that right now, raise your hands. I sense God in this place. He said peace twice. Peace for your now, peace for your next. Peace for your now, peace for your next. Peace for your now. He said, peace twice. Peace for your now. Peace for your next. Peace for your now. Peace for your next. There's going to be an impartation of peace right now upon you. I don't care what storm you're going through, what you've been through recently. I sense the Holy Spirit just saying, peace. If you need peace, raise one hand. If you need it, not you want it. One, it's a different thing. If you need peace, because you're going through just, you know, one of those moments in life, raise both hands. Peace for your now. Watch, I'm, I'm going to land this. I'm going to land this. I remember I told you I was discombobulated right here. Seen it, right? Guy jacked me up, man. Messed me up. I'm thinking it's over, right? So the service is over. I walk out. Tony's, Tony's with me, Tony Suarez, Rico Suave's brother. I'm walking. I'm walking out. And I hear this, Pastor Sam! Pastor Sam! And, and I'm going like, okay. And it was a former congresswoman named Michelle Bachman. Amazing woman of God. She served our country faithfully in, in Congress for many years. She actually ran for president. Michelle Bachman comes along. She comes along and says, Pastor Sam, I need to share this story with you. And I go, Congresswoman, what's up? She goes. And I go, what's going on? And she goes, the boy. I go, what? What's the boy? She goes, the, the boy in your movie. And I go, the boy in my movie? And I go, she goes, no, not about the boy in the movie, the boy in your movie. I go, what boy? She goes, I'm from Minnesota. Do you know? And I go, know what? 
She goes, do you know the story about the boy who was five years old who was in the Mall of the Americas the first week of April? Well, she, the mom was in the second floor balcony of the Malls of the America in Minnesota when this person who was deranged came over to her and said, is that your boy? She said, yes. The guy lifted up the boy, threw him over the balcony 40 feet head first. I, went, I know I've read it, I, I slightly saw it, I've been busy. She goes, do you know that it has to do with you? And I go, I didn't do it. She goes, no, no, you missed it. She goes, you don't know. I go, no, I don't know, Congressman Bob. She goes like, she goes, you want to know? I go, yes. She goes, do you realize that's the same week your movie came out? And I went, are you kidding me? She goes, no, no, you don't get it. So this is what happened. The mom... The, the guy takes the baby, the, the toddler over, throws him head first. He's 40 feet. He's done. And, and the, so the mom is here. It's the same week the movie came out. So what happens, first of all, she goes, do you know what the mom said? I go, no, tell me. I tell you, I didn't read it. He, she, she said, the moment the baby went over and he hit the floor, the, everybody at the second floor and in the bottom, they all started screaming. And the mom interrupts them and says, the mom says, stop. Don't scream. Pray. That's peace, baby. You all missed it. That's peace. No, I'm preaching to someone right now. She said, I'm here to tell somebody, don't panic, praise. Don't worry, worship. Are you with me right now? Do the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing fleshly. I know it's hard. Let the spirit take over the flesh and do the opposite. Are you with me right now? Don't panic, praise. Don't worry, worship. Don't scream, pray, 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 pray. So, whoo. John 14, 27, I leave the gift of peace with you. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear to be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. John 16, 33, in everything I have instructed you, it's for the purpose that the peace which is in me will be in you. So here it is. So I'm going, what is that? I get that. That's powerful. She goes, no. She goes, you're missing it. She goes, you're not getting this. I go, Tony, record, do, do something, record this. This is crazy. She goes, do you think it's a coincidence that your movie comes out at the same time? I go, what are you getting to? She goes like, Pastor Sam, the mom was a Christian. The church that she goes to and the people around her, they watched the movie Breakthrough. The kid was in a coma. You know what they said when they watched the movie? The movie came out on purpose for this kid. In other words, we're going to believe God, just like that woman believed God for her boy. Long story short, guess who came out? No spinal damage, no brain damage, no broken, no anything. Get, get. I'm preaching now. Are you with me? Somebody shout, there's power in the name of Jesus. You have to believe that if God did it for him, God will do it for you. If God did it for her, God will do it for you. There is no exception of person. God does not have favorites. God did it for her. He'll do it for you. If you believe it, shout like you have that peace. I dare you to lift up your hands and believe that you have that peace. Somebody shout peace. 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 Stand with me. Those that are not standing. She said, we watched the movie and they started doing the same thing. 
believing God for the breakthrough? It all began with a mom who had peace in the midst of a tragedy. It all began with a man who had peace, who discovered peace when he forgave, when they took away his wife. Jesus comes along. Let me show you. Let me show you. Peace. He begins with peace. It's a peace sandwich. He begins with peace. He shows the wounds and the side and says, here's the other side of the bread. Here's the other bread. Peace. Peace. Shalom. Peace. Crazy. It was the greeting of that time. Indeed. You can't negate the fact that it was peace. 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 Lift up your hands. I just sense the Holy Spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, for someone here, for many, much more than a person here, but around the world, here's the word of the Lord for you right now. Peace in your family. Peace in your heart. Peace in your soul. Peace in your spirit. Peace in your body. <sighs> peace in your circumstance. Peace in your financial reality. Peace in the medical report. Peace. Peace, peace, peace in your vertical walk. Peace. I just sense the Holy Spirit saying, I'm, I'm right now, peace, 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 peace. A double portion of peace. If this is for you, raise your hands. There's a double portion of peace. Raise your hands. Peace that passes all understanding. Peace that is perfect. That these are the words from Scripture, not mine. Perfect peace. A peace that this world cannot give. That only God can give peace right now. Receive that peace. If you're receiving it, raise both hands. And just say, I receive that peace. Peace in your children and your children's children. Peace, 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 peace. There was a time when there was a storm tormenting in the Sea of Galilee. The disciples began to panic and Jesus stood up. And I love the original language because in the original language, Jesus says, peace. And then he says, be still. Peace, be still. Hold on a second. Jesus had it in him to say, peace, be still. He looked at the storm and said, peace, be still. I dare you to look at whatever thing is in front of you right now, whatever storm, whatever fire, whatever adversity, opposition, whatever negativity you're confronting, I dare you to open up your mouth and say, peace in the name of Jesus. Peace right now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. I am believing by the end of this service that peace will saturate, you will drown in peace. Matter of fact, the, the opposite, the extreme opposite of peace is panic. The extreme on the other end of the spectrum of peace is panic. Your panic season is over. It ends right here, right now. Maybe even speak prophetically. The, you, your, those panic attacks, they die right here, right now in Jesus' name. Lift up both hands and say, I receive that peace. For me and my family, I receive that peace. In the name of Jesus, I receive that peace. I sense God. One more time, one more time. Just with your hands raised. I just sense the Holy Spirit. Supernatural peace right now. Peace, 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 peace. Peace, 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 peace. Peace, 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 peace. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Bless me now, my Savior.
Listen, I sense God, we're going to do this. It's not the normal program here. I sense God. Don't leave. Don't leave. We are really early. We're going to be done here by 1.30 Pacific time. Don't leave. If this message has been 200% for you, say, Pastor Sam, I've been going through a storm, a valley. My God. There's a word of the Lord right here, right now. God's about to restore your peace. The, the devil's been fighting to, to rob kill and destroy your peace you're about to get your peace restored right here you're online right now you're watching your peace is being restored as I speak father in the name of Jesus I speak full restoration of your divinely ordained created peace the perfect peace the peace that passes all understanding we release it right now in every family home marriage individual circumstance saturate inundate every single home every single reality every single thought action word deed with your peace right now yes the peace of the father the peace of the son the peace of the holy spirit right now in jesus name